إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So in the previous lessons then we've gone through some of the stories of the prophets and messengers Adam alayhi salam Nuh alayhi salam Musa alayhi salam Ibrahim alayhi salam and we've mentioned some of the incidents some of the stories relating to those prophets and messengers and some of the admonitions and benefits to be taken from it in these next few sessions the final few sessions we're going to discuss some of the seerah of the final prophet prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the seal of all of the prophets and messengers the final prophet and messenger as he said la nabiyya ba'di there will be no other prophet after me so we know that he is the final prophet the final messenger the final revelation so to look at some of the events from the story of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam we'll begin by looking at the initial background to when he became a prophet and in fact even before he became a prophet some of the events that occurred leading up to his birth even so one of the events that the scholars they mention occurred prior to the birth of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam just prior to his birth is the events regarding abraha abraha al-ashram that individual who attempted to destroy the Kaaba in the year known as Amul Fil, the year of the elephant, which they say was the year the Prophet was born or prior to it by a small amount. That story is famous in the Quran itself. Alam tara kayfa did you not see what your Lord did to the companions of the elephant on that occasion when Abraha al-Ashram came from Yemen with his army of elephants and that one large elephant in that army by the name of Mahmud and his plan was to bring those elephants to the Kaaba to tie chains around the elephants and then tie the other ends around the Kaaba then make all of the elephants move in the opposite direction and pull down the walls of the Kaaba with those chains. However, when they got there, the elephant Mahmoud, the large elephant, refused to go towards the Kaaba. And then, as it's mentioned in the ayat, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the birds with pebbles in their claws in their beaks 
and they pelted that army until they were all destroyed. That the scholars they say was just before the birth of the Prophet After the birth of the Prophet Muhammad it is mentioned from his seerah, what you may call the biography to a degree, it is mentioned in that, that even prior to him becoming a prophet, even prior to him becoming a prophet, he was not like the other people in his nation, in his people, in his tribe. He was not like the other people of Quraysh. The other people of Quraysh, they used to engage in all types of activities that are haram. They used to engage in the drinking of alcohol. They used to engage in the fornication. And they used to engage in shirk, worshipping the idols and other affairs. However, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam even before he became a prophet never used to behave in the same way as the others never used to drink alcohol never used to commit any type of uh, fornication never used to uh, go and drink alcohol or commit shirk never used to do those types of things even before he became a prophet and that's why a sheikh al-fawzan he mentions كَانَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم قَبْلَ الْبِعْثَةِ مُخَالِفًا لِمَا عَلِهِ الْمُشْرِكُونَ Even before the prophethood, he was different to what all the other mushrikun were upon. لَمْ يَعْبُدِ الْأَصْنَامِ He never used to worship the idols. وَكَانَ مُخَالِفًا لِمَا عَلَيْهِ قَوْمُهُ فَكَانَ يَذْهَبُ إِلَى غَارِ جَبَلِ حِرَاءِ he used to go to the mountain, the cave in the mountain of Hira. And he would go there for days and nights on one occasion. And that is a cave that he used to go to at the top of the mountain facing the Kaaba. So he used to stay there for days and months. Long time he used to spend there alone in isolation, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَعْبُدَ اللَّهِ عَلَى دِينِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ عَلَى الْحَنِيفِيَّةِ He used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon that essence of Tawheed from the religion of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Then as it's known on one occasion, when he was in that cave, the angel came to him. The angel Jibreel came to him when he was in that cave on one occasion. And he said to him, Iqra' Read, recite, read, meaning the Quran. Qal ma ana biqari' However, the Prophet was illiterate. So he said, I am not a reader. I am not somebody who knows how to read. I'm not somebody who's good at reading. Because he never used to read, never used to recite. 
And that is, as Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا كُنْتَ تَتْلُو مِنْ قَبْلِهِ مِنْ كِتَابِ وَلَا تَخُطُّهُ بِيَمِينِكَ That you never used to read, never used to recite, neither did you used to write. So he was illiterate. So he said that I cannot read, I'm not good at reading. But then the angel again said to him, اِقْرَأْ Read. So again he said, لَسْتُ بِقَارِئِ I am not a reciter, I am not a reader. That I'm not good at reading. Then the angel Jibreel squeezed him. Squeezed him tightly. Then he would let him go and say to him again, Read. Again he would say, Ma ana I'm not somebody you can read. I'm not somebody good at reading. So again, Jibreel would squeeze him tight and then let him go and say to him, Iqra, read. And again, he would say, Ma ana Until in the end, those ayat were revealed, which were the first ayat to be revealed to him. Iqra, bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقِ These ayats from Surah Al-Alaq, they were the first to be revealed to him. And when those ayat were revealed to him, he memorized them. حَفِظَهَا مِنْ أَوَّلْ مَا نَزَلَ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْوَحِي He memorized them and that was the first of what was revealed to him from the revelation. And when that was revealed to him, that revelation had now come, ayat. Then that was the moment that he now became a prophet. That was the beginning of the prophethood because the revelation had now come to him. So when that occurred, obviously this was a strange event to occur to him. He used to go to the cave and then out of the blue on one occasion, one day, the angel comes to him and squeezes him and tells him to read. And all of this event occurred. So when he went home to his wife, who was Khadija radiallahu anha, Ummul Mu'mineen, he mentioned to her what had happened in the cave. وَكَانَ خَائِفًا تَرْعُدُ فَرَائِسُهُ And he was afraid from what had happened, this strange set of circumstances, this strange event of the angel coming. He was afraid حَتَّى تَرْعُدَ فَرَائِسُهُ Until it is mentioned that his muscles were trembling, his chest muscles were shaking and trembling. From what he had witnessed and what had occurred. So he said to her, Laqad khashitu ala nafsi. I was afraid upon myself. Seeing this angel coming, the angel squeezing him, telling him to read. But then Khadija radiallahu anha, she offered him consolation in that situation. And she informed him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not leave you in any bad state. Allah would not degrade you in any way. 
You are the one with the good characteristics, with the noble characteristics, with the praiseworthy characteristics. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not degrade you or leave you in some situation of bad. Then it's mentioned that after this revelation came and he now became a prophet, that the revelation didn't come for a while. Then when the revelation came again, it came with the ayat, Ya ayyuhal muddathir. The ayat which then informed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to go out and give that message to the people. Qum fa'anvir. Arise and warn the people. So now when he was commanded to go out and openly preach, then that was the moment that he was now deemed a messenger. Whereas prior to that it was termed as prophethood. Now it was termed as messengership. That he was commanded to go out and to warn the people and call them to tawheed. So those ayat were revealed, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, qum fa'anthir, arise and warn the people, wa rabbaka fakabbir, and state the greatness of your Lord, wa thiyabaka fatahir, and purify your garments. Some of the scholars, they say the meaning of that is, be upon tawheed, purify your garments, wa rujza fahjur, and abandon the idols. When you look at this, the first ayat that the Prophet ﷺ is given and told to go and preach, the first ayat that he is told to go out and give the da'wah and preach, they are the ayat where it says to him, Abandon the idols. Meaning the very first thing he was told to go out and preach and to give da'wah to was to call to tawheed and to call to the abandonment of shirk. Call to the abandonment of all of those false deities. That was the first thing he was told to go and do. So when we take our methodology and our practice of this religion, and our methodology in da'wah, then we take it from the Prophet ﷺ. We take it from the Qur'an as it came. And we notice in the Qur'an, the way it came was that the very first command he was given to go and give da'wah was a command telling him, go and warn against shirk. Call the people to tawheed, warn them against shirk. That is the first commandment. And that is the basis of the da'wah in accordance to how the Prophet ﷺ was given it and in the order he was told to go and preach it. The first thing was call to tawheed and warn against shirk. And that is the basis of Salafiyyah taken directly from the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, directly from the Qur'an, directly from how he was taught to give that da'wah. So that was the beginning of the prophethood and the beginning of the messengership. In that cave where he used to go. And he used to go for days at a time. 
sitting there in isolation, worshipping his Lord. And then one night the angel came and told him to read. He said, I cannot read. The angel squeezed him and then let him go and told him to read again. And he said, I cannot until eventually those ayat, Iqra' ismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. They were given to him and that was the first revelation. He was now a prophet. Then later on came the ayat, Ya ayyuhal muddathir qum fa'anthir. Arise now, warn the people. So they say that was the beginning of the messengership. So this was how that began. And that's what we'll mention for tonight. And tomorrow we'll mention some more of the incidents that occurred during the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Some of the battles that occurred. The battle of Uhud, for example. And some of the other events from the life of the Prophet ﷺ. So that we are aware of who the final messenger is and we are aware of who the seal of the prophets is. So we'll conclude on that for tonight then.